Red Kite Show on East Leeds FM. Good afternoon, welcome to the show. My name's Alfie. Tony will tell you more about what is going on today. Hello, hello, this is Tony. I'm here with, that was just Alfie you heard from. I'm here also with Autumn, Saren, and Julio. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? So good. I'm doing all right. Excellent. Well, here we are. The, it's the eve of Halloween in the year 2020, and it's a year that is unlike any other, I think. And we've got a very exciting show for you coming up. So we're going to hear things created by the next-gen musicians, the next-gen writers, and the next-gen broadcasters who all were making stuff during half-term week in the virtual Chapel FM universe. Chapel FM Art Center, for people who don't know, is a fantastic old chapel that's been turned into a radio station, a theater, a place to do take classes and workshops, and it's being renovated, and it's almost finished. By next week, the renovations will be just about finished, and we'll slowly start opening up events. But today, first, how's everyone this Halloween, this year? Anyone remember what you were doing last year around this time in Halloween? Just to look, think back to the past and how things have changed since last year? Did anyone do any Halloween parades last year? What, did anyone dress up last year for Halloween? Oh, I did. What were you? Um, I was a pumpkin. Excellent pumpkin. Anyone else? Or just Halloween costumes from years past? Did anyone ever dress up? I remember a photo of me that came up as a memory a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. I literally wrapped myself up in toilet paper and it stuck a label on me saying that I was a mummy and started running <laughs> around. I remember that. Excellent. Brilliant. Julio, how about you? Any Halloween costumes from years past you remember or think something you're going to dress up as this year? Well, last year I dressed up as a skyscraper, uh -huh. specifically the John Hancock from Chicago because that's where I'm from. And uh, this, uh, yeah. Very good. Well, in just a moment, we're going to hear the first piece, a piece that was created as one of the walks that we've done. So Red Kite started as a brand new radio show and podcast back in the summer, at the end of the summer in August. And for each, each episode of the show, we've done a walk exploring the wild spaces around East Leeds and Seacroft, where Chapel FM is located. And in just a moment, we're going to hear a soundscape created by Peter Spafford and all the people that went on the walk a couple weeks ago. But first, before we go hear that, Anyone want to share anything that you've been doing this week as part of the Chapel FM projects? Just tell listeners about anything that's been interesting. Um, well, we did an interview with that dude. Yep. We've done quite a few interviews. We talked to someone in Chicago. We talked about sports. We're going to hear some of those interviews a bit later on. Uh, others, Alfie, what have you been doing? You've been doing lots of different things this week, uh, yeah? Yeah. Um... I, I've made a couple, a bit of music on an app called Soundtrap, which is what I've been using in uh, the music side of this. I've also been in the broadcasting and I've interviewed viewed that, that person from Chicago called Don Washington. Mm -hmm. I interviewed a rapper called Paul Wilco Wilkes. Uh, yeah, I've had quite an adventurous week. Yeah, you've done loads. And Sarah, how about you? What, what have you been doing this week? So, as well as this broadcasting, I've been doing the writing course as well, and it's just been all really interesting. And we're going to hear some of your writing in a little bit 
as well, so which sounds great. And Julio, what have you been doing this week? Well, I've also been doing the uh, writing group, and I've also just been kind of doing some recordings as well of the uh, things I've written in the writing group. Excellent. Okay, so all of that and more is coming up. And I should say, for listeners out there in Leeds or beyond in the wider world who might be listening also to this as a podcast, we are broadcasting not from our lovely radio studios in the Chapel FM Art Center, but instead we're a network of home radio studios all across Leeds. People are broadcasting from their, their houses. In fact, where in Leeds are people at, just so we get a sense of where we're spread out? Alfie, where are you? What part of Leeds? I am in, I'm in Seacroft at the moment. Okay. Cheers to Seacroft across the way. Um, and Autumn, what part of Leeds are you in? Oh, I'm in Garforth. Oh, you're Garforth? Okay. So yeah. just east. And Saren, where are you at? I'm just in Swarcliffe. Okay, Swarcliffe. And finally, Julio, what part of Leeds are you in? Julio is in Headingley, although maybe he's lost. We'll see. Okay, we're going to hear this piece now. This is called walking the change the sounds of the broadcasters and musicians and writers exploring east leads here we go elliot walking the change Just ask you, you guys here. Yeah, yeah. When they built this church, the person who designed this church, what do you think they wanted to do, what to achieve? I think they wanted to worship, um, like their their God and their Jesus. I don't want to sound like anti-religious. I'm just not religious at all, so I don't know how to describe it. So I think they just wanted to worship what they believed in. So they built something where everyone could come and worship what they believed in, no matter what religion. Personally, I just think they wanted to give to the community. So I'm asking people when things were built what kind of vision there was behind it. So what you see Brooklyn Towers over there? Yeah. What do you think the vision was the big for that building? Yeah. Probably just this because of, especially back then houses other than like mansions or things for like royalty. Other than that, most houses were like quite small. And I think what they had was, I don't know the vision exactly, but like they probably thought that it would be like a house for everyday people, a huge house for everyday people. And it, if there were a lot of them, it would look really big and new and whatnot. Even though obviously the ideas were quite old, it still fits in quite well because there's so many of them, it's sort of normal to see flats here and yeah. like you know, just everywhere really. So, and it's actually really smart because all it is is just a big block with a lot of rooms and it's just duplicated on each floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy, I mean, it takes a while, but like. So why, if, if, they, if they said in the old days, several centuries ago, we're going to have a village green, why would they want a village green? What was that vision about? Uh, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh. Um, I think it's about families coming together. Uh, like, it's a place for families to come together and like do stuff together instead of like sitting in the houses all, all day and playing board games. Because they were around back then, you know. 
Oh yeah, man. Board games are actually really. Like, I think board games are underrated, to be honest. Like Monopoly and that, you can play for days. <laughs> I love Monopoly. <laughs> so, what board games were they playing in the uh, um, it, 1300s? It, was, it wasn't like modern board games. It was like older stuff. Like and it's stuff like Pogs. Like what? Pogs. Uh, in that way, like oh, I don't remember it, but you like yeah. stack them up and you throw them down. Uh, chess yeah. as well. That's technically a board. Game. Oh, chess. I want to learn how to play chess. Chess but is great. Game. I can teach you. My father, uh, my father taught me when I was, taught me when I was five years. Grange is called the Seacroft Grange. Seacroft Grange. Seacroft Grange. What do you what do you think it's the building saying to us? Oh, you see, I, it's going to sound really weird now, but what would it think of what it is now? I know buildings don't think or feel, but if they did, how would it feel? It's gone from like big manor house and like. Legend has it there's tunnels that run all the way down the green and to Parklands Field. Right, okay, didn't know that. Wow. I mean, I suppose it's being used for yes. something good. It was a ruin, though. You remember it was a ruin. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. coming here as a kid with uh, primary school and we used to sketch it out and listen to the ghost stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just a walk on the dawn. If you don't know how to do it, show you how to walk the dog. Talking about like past and future Seacroft, um, one of the things we all know is that uh, trees are needed, air quality is not the best it could be. Um, and I mean, there's plenty of places in Seacroft that have completely empty spaces. Things like Rain Park, Arthur's Rain, um, Wybeck Valley Way, all that kind of stuff uh, that would be perfect for planting trees because they are basically just empty fields and if you think you can contribute to better air quality why not plant more trees? That's something we've always needed and that's something we continue to need. Carriageway here, massive big building works. What do you think was the intention and the vision behind the architecture? I have absolutely no idea. I'm not exactly an expert and all that jazz. But I think technically when it was built would definitely have a factor in it. If it was built sort of eighties, seventies, eight anywhere between the sixties and the eighties, a lot of architecture back then was quite brutalist. Yeah. Partly because of the threat of nuclear war and more buildings would stand up to blast heat and fall out if there were more sort of concrete architecture. Right. And you think we're just talking about, yeah, we're talking to James about how you get a different view depending on whether you're walking or cycling or skateboarding. What were you saying about skateboarding? I was saying it's, it's so different. You feel completely connected to the ground. Um, whatever the surface is like, it feels like a part of you mm. so you become more aware of where you can and can't travel it's the same with the bike been running the theatre group and uh, they've been struggling a bit with mental health at the moment in lockdown so uh, the only way I know how to get through this is we're going to challenge the head on we're going to do a piece around it and my idea for the piece is a visual representation of mental health so using physical theatre 
to physically embody different mental healths that we all suffer with. And the idea is it for it to be in like a sort of like an experience. So uh, I sort of designed the beginning. So the audience comes in, sits down, and we take a look in depth of what mental health feels like, not just what it is. Um, that's as far as I've got in design. Isn't it? Hello, and you're listening to Red Kite Radio Show and Podcast here on East Leeds FM. I'm Tony, and I'm here with Alfie, Autumn, Saren, and Julio. Hello, everybody. Still there? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, so we've got about an hour and a half of music, writing, interviews, all kinds of features coming up for you. But first, everybody, a chance just to give a shout-out. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to on the radio? Yeah. Um, a shout-out to all my friends listening to this right now. Uh, shout out to my stepdad, my mum, uh, and my stepmom listening to this right now. So, yeah. Great, excellent. Saren? Yeah, I just want to shout out to my parents who are listening, um, my grandparents, and all my friends and family who are listening. Excellent. And Autumn? Um, shout out to my mum because she should be watching, or at least after, once it's fully recorded. Great. And that's the great thing is people can listen to this on demand as a podcast anytime, anywhere in the world. In fact, over the summer, we had three episodes and we had listeners not only in Leeds and Yorkshire, the UK, we actually had listeners in eight other countries around the world, which is very exciting. Places as far away as India, the United States, Brazil. So very exciting. Julio, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Uh, no, I actually wasn't able to think of anyone in the time. So. Okay. So, and I'll give a shout out just to all the other, the next gen participants who worked on the show over the week. So there's some of us on live today, but lots more who were making stuff all week or earlier in the summer whose voices we heard. So I think we're going to now hear the next gen musicians coming up. Alpha, you were part of that group, right? How was it? Yep. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Really exciting to like, to learn how everything's made and stuff. So Excellent. yeah, I really And I heard it. you, this next bit, you guys listened to some, some, words and music by a guy called Jack Kerouac and what did you think of him? Did you, had you heard of him before? No, I didn't hear of him before this but it was actually, it was actually very, it was very different to the kind of music that I had heard before. Great, well let's take it away, here's the next 10 musicians. First a little Jack Kerouac and then the musicians. Now it's jazz, the place is roaring, all beautiful girls in there, one mad brunette at the bar drunk with her boys. One strange chick I remember from somewhere wearing a simple skirt with pockets, her hands in there, short haircut, slouched, talking to everybody. Up and down the stairs they come, the bartenders of the regular band of Jack and the heavenly drummer who looks up in the sky with blue eyes, with a beard. He's wailing beer caps of bottles and jamming at the cash register and everything is going to the beat. It's the beat generation, it's Bayat. It's the beat to keep, it's the beat of the heart. It's being beat and down in the world and like old time lowdown. And like an ancient civilization, the slave boatmen rowing galleys to a beat. And servants spinning pottery to a beat. Oh. 
So we've just listened to Jack Kerouac beat. Um, and we're going to have a, quite a little discussion about what we thought about it and what we, what makes poetry what it is really. So, what were your thoughts, Rihanna, about that piece? It was it was quite nice. Well, it wasn't like normal ones. Yeah, normal po- normal poets. Do you, do you mean normal poetry? In what way do you think? Like normal poets, just like writing on paper, and that was in a song. Yeah, so it was really using music and, and actually music was part of the subject matter as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, that's really good. Uh, what about you, Oliver? What were your thoughts? I liked how the, the piano sort of like backed up the trumpets a little bit. I like that part of it and how it was like really nice and complimentary of the poem. Like how like the the poem like did a little like couple of lines and then and then stopped for... A, a bit to make the music go and then start it again. It, that, that's really good. Yeah, good point. It kind of punctuated it a bit, didn't it? And it wasn't too busy, wasn't the music. It was kind of sort of you could talk over it like background music, like they'd hear in a jazz bar where most of them were hanging out most of the time anyway. So, yeah, that's yeah, good point, Sarah Oliver. So, um, Rio next. Well, I really like the, the background music and how it, like, it worked with the poem and... I liked how uh, the poem kept stopping and then carrying on. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got some kind of rhythmical you know, quality to the to the words there, don't you? Like we were talking about before and um so the is it was the music punctuating the poem or was the poem punctuating the music and um at what point were they separate and what point were they part of the same thing it's um yeah interesting thank you for that rio yep alfie what about you i quite liked how it was like a lot different like he was was like he was talking over the music like the music was just there and he didn't really want it to be it was like he was talking over it like say at a party when you're talking to someone, like you can't really do it because of the music or like that. The poem was a bit conversational, wasn't it? It was kind of telling you about the surroundings and not sticking to how you would expect a poem to be. So, yeah, that's a yeah, good point there. Uh, last but not least, Ashton, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, like the, it, yeah, it was kind of like background music. It was like, it was kind of like yeah, it did give like the impression of like being like a jazz bar. It's uh, it's probably where the idea like for the uh, for the well poem song whatever. I like the fact that you've said that poem song. At what point does a poem become a song? What do they what do they have to be? I mean, what does a poem have to be? What does it have to have in order to be a poem? Does anybody have any ideas? Lyrics. Lyrics, yeah. So it's got to have words there, yeah. Um, and they call it prose, don't they? When it's not in a song, but they call it lyrics in a song, which is quite interesting because, you know, some words are fit for songs and not for poems. Other are fit for just poems, and some are fit for both. And there's not really a clear rules around that, really. I would say. Um, what do we think a song has to have then? Uh, I think a uh, song. We probably have to have uh, a lot of music throughout all of it. Like, uh, in like a song, sometimes you just get like, like parts of it that's like just music and not words, and like they kind of like in a poem you probably won't get that. Like with that kind of that, you probably won't get that because it's they're mostly trying to focus on the words rather than the music. 
Good answer, yes. So you wouldn't call it a poem if it was an instrumental piece of music and with no words in. So, so that's a good point. Thank you, guys. So that was the Next Gen Music Taster Group talking about Jack Kerouac Beat. Stay tuned to the Youth Music Show to hear what the group have been working on on sound, trap and free association writing. At home, work or in the car, East Leeds FM sounds great anywhere. There are some fabulous, fabulous uh, words there from some of our young musicians that have been taking part this week. Uh, well done, Sean, for overseeing those sessions. I know that they've been really enjoying it. Um, I'm Katie. I'm the Participation Manager at Chapel FM Art Centre, and I'm here with Peter Spafford. Peter, are you there? I am, Katie. Hello. Hello. It's always lovely to know you're on the other end, um, and I'm not talking with myself. Um, and just to, We're just here to update you with some little bits and pieces that we've been finding out about um, and some activities and a bit of news. So uh, just to let young people know who, if anybody in the Seacroft area hasn't got any plans for tomorrow, between 3 and 5 p.m. there's a spooky walk going on um, being held by Fall Into Place Theatre, uh, Seacroft Community on Top and LS14 Trust. So LS14 Trust, which is at Ramshead Hill Shops, and the Dennis Healy Centre, if you can make your way to either one of those venues, you can take part in a, um, a spooky search and walk, finding witches and ghouls and pumpkins and more. You'll get given a map and you've got to go on a bit of a treasure hunt. So that's between 3 and 5pm tomorrow afternoon. That's uh, Halloween, Saturday the 31st of October. Um, and something else that's happening up that way, next to Ramshead Hill Shops, there's uh, Kentmere Community Centre. And on Wednesday evenings, 5 till 6.30, Yorkshire Dance are hosting free dance sessions for any young people aged 11 to 18. So if that's something that you feel that you might want to have a taste at or you've never had a go or you want to try something out, um, head on over to Kentmere and have a chat with them and they can tell you more about the Yorkshire Dance Sessions. At Chapel FM, we've obviously been hosting this week of tasters and in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be starting up our regular weekly Next Generation sessions. So some of the young people that have been taking part this week might well want to continue with us and take part in our Next Gen Foundation, which is a little bit of a taster of everything that we do. I think Peter's going to assist me with that, uh, making sure that we do a lot of broadcasting, writing and music. But we'll be running our Next Gen Music sessions um, and our regular Next Gen Broadcasting sessions. So we're really excited about getting those back up and running. Um, and I think possibly in December we might look at trying to do another one of our creative walks. Peter, I know that they went really well. Um, they were really well received over the summer. And we had one a couple of weeks ago, which is where you produced the Walking the Change piece of audio from. I think that would be a nice thing for us to maybe try and get some of these new young people together and, and we'll do another walk before it gets far too chilly to be outside. Um, mm, absolutely. I think uh, you were going to give us a little update on uh, what we know has been happening at the chapel and our renovations. Absolutely. But before that, I just want to say, yeah, if you are a young person listening to this and you haven't experienced any of our next generation uh, sessions in music, writing, broadcasting, I really, really do recommend them because I've been part of them and leading sessions for some years now. And in fact, we're going to be featuring a bit later on a track from Alex, Alex Rushforth's new album. And Alex 
uh, came through Next Gen. He was a musician with us when he was about 14 or 15. He's now making albums and this new one is absolutely fantastic. We're going to hear a track from that very shortly. So, yes, do get involved. Um, in terms of the chapel, it's very exciting. Uh, if you don't know, um, we converted a, a Methodist chapel uh, which was falling down and pigeons were flying through the roof. Uh, we, we rescued that and renovated it and made it our art centre and an art centre for Seacroft East Leeds um, a few years ago. But now we've expanded the building and that's, that building has been happening over the last six months or so. We're due to uh, see everything that's happened in there very soon. Staff can go in there, we can, if all being well, and have a look around and get used to this fantastic building which will have a cafe We'll have a new hall, uh, which used to be the um, kind of recreation hall there. Uh, there's new offices, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic building with bookshelves where we can have books <laughs> by local people, local writers. So, um, yeah, look out for that. We won't be able to open, unfortunately, to the public for a little while, but when we can, it will be a really fantastic and very proud moment when we can do that. So, yes, that's the chapel building uh, still continuing, hopefully finishing soon. But also, um, you know, apart from the things that are happening in Seacroft, and it's brilliant that things are still being organised, like a spooky walk. But um, we are also continuing our broadcasting, and you can listen uh, to everything we do and listen again on uh, www.chapelfm.org. Uh, I always get muddled up. Is it org? co.uk co.uk oh it was going so well uh, so yeah and but we've got regular broadcasting there and particularly the words programs that i'm um i'm involved with the deli and also love the words if you like poetry if you like writing do listen now in and you can see all details of our programming on the website and in fact talking of writing we have been doing this week some uh, taster sessions with young writers and um, we've, I've been taking a lovely group of, of young writers, uh, four of them working really hard in sessions this week to produce some amazing uh, writing. And I'm going to be talking to one of them now. Hello, Saren. Hi. So, Saren, you've been uh, a member of the writing group this week. How, how's it been for you? It's just been really, really interesting to do all these writing exercises. Well, when we were on a walk together, one of our walks during the summer, I remember I chatted to you and it, it was really apparent that you loved writing and you do a lot of writing. Do you do much writing uh, when, you, when you're not in a writing group? Yeah, I'm just writing all the time. I find writing competitions to enter every so often and I've just got a whole folder on my computer with so much stories in. Fantastic. Well... Hopefully we can broadcast some of it and uh, that you're going to be uh, hopefully taking part in our ongoing writing groups uh, for young people that we run at Chapel FM. So what can you remember any of the writing exercises that we did or writing writing things that we did that you particularly enjoyed? Yeah, so there was this one that was amazing where we ha had to um, design and like write a description about our own fireworks and then who would like invent the fireworks and be the inventor of it 
Absolutely, and we're going to hear the piece you wrote. Yeah, I asked people to invent a firework and describe it as it might be. We looked at a, a firework catalogue, which are amazing if you ever have a chance to, to look at them. Um, yeah, anything else? Just all of it, really. Oh, well, that was, that's really nice to hear. Well, we're going to hear some of that writing now. Um, writing by uh, yourself, Seren, by Oliver by, and by Julio. And um, Autumn was always part, was also part of the group, wrote some fantastic stuff. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what you're going to hear in the next nine or ten minutes. First of all, we're going to hear a piece by Seren called I Remember. And this, is, this, this was prompted by a wonderful book called, by Joe Brainard called I Remember, in, in which it's a, it, the whole book is just sentences beginning with I Remember. And Seren really took that on and wrote a beautiful piece. Then there was, there was a bit about a tiger, a piece about a tiger by Oliver. Um, very lyrical piece, very atmospheric. And then we've got some news bursts from Julio. And then the fireworks piece from Seren that we were talking about just then. And the final thing is um, a piece about a planet, an invented planet. I asked people, I asked the writers to invent a planet and name it after themselves. So that's what I guess that was. This is the planet Oliver he's talking about. Um, so, without any more from me, this is the writing, excerpts from the writing that we've been doing this week in our taster course. I remember making the first footprints on crisp new snow. I remember running through fields of daisies. I remember searching for seashells on long sandy beaches. I remember quiet rooms with shelves stacked high with books. I remember battling the frosty night air with warm blankets. I remember peaceful afternoons doing absolutely nothing. I remember sweet smelling flowers dancing in the breeze. I remember the views from the top of trees I struggled to climb. I remember small campsites in remote places. I remember seemingly magical forests in the middle of nowhere. I remember watching lost balloons fly over the houses. I remember taking picture after picture of objects that caught my attention. I remember staring at pieces of art and being confused. I remember staring at buildings towering above me. I remember laughing so hard it was difficult to breathe. I remember dancing crazily just because I could. I remember being fascinated by the simple idea of travelling the world. I remember reading my favourite book for the first time. I remember listening to music all day. I remember smiling so hard my face hurt.
the tiger. A truly majestic creature, the alpha in the jungle and for good reason, moving with a fluid grace that no other animal can match, radiating power through though padding silently. Muscles ripple when she walks, mysteriously camouflaged in the turquoise overgrowth, able to creep up on any creature run astray. Phantom silent and melts into the background like molten gold into a cast, finding a good ambush site and lurking in the shadows. If you catch a glimpse of her omen stripes, you better run, as those outsized paws and thorn-shaped claws rip at you, it's all but over. The Tiger Cyan intrigued otter feeds local man. Earlier today, a local resident of Kanasawangisava side village was force-fed by a cyan-intrigued otter. Police are still on the lookout for the otter, as I suspect the man was not the only victim. We have received a statement this morning from the otter's lawyer. In this statement, the lawyer mentions that the acts of the otter were completely legal as the man was already provoking a fight with the otter. Natural higher elements was the new shampoo line from Neurogena, which claimed to heal and repair hair. The advertising campaign started earlier this year, starring an intrigued cyan otter, who was later involved in a feeding controversy, leading the campaign to be closed. Flower rain. Ever wish for summer flowers could last till autumn? Now they can with the new and exclusive Flower Rain Rocket. Being amazed as the rocket goes up at a dazzling speed of 200 miles per hour, it then explodes into a beautiful flower-shaped sparks that last there for five whole minutes to put on a show about their lives. Heavy metal rock rocket. Want to bring the music outside? Do it with the heavy metal rock rockets. These fireworks change colour as they speed up into the distance, then explode with a loud bang of pure heavy metal that the whole neighbourhood can hear. A perfect way to get out of those long, boring neighbourhood meetings. Step into the fantastical firework factory 
and make all your dreams come true. Create your own fireworks with our specialist inventors and bring them home with you to light up the night. That was what the adverts read. That was what enticed me to take the job as Supreme Fireworks Specialist. I was thrilled when I got the job, of course, but the word Supreme only meant I had longer hours to work and more spoiled children to please. It was a nightmare. The axis of the planet was directly proportional to the orbit, so that at a certain time of the year the North Pole would be pointing directly at the Sun, and the opposite end of the deformed globe pointing directly away. The results a highly exaggerated climate. The air on the surface had a rainbow swirl as if bright inks were dropped into a current with precision. On the skin it felt as silk on a hot day, yet cool and smooth. It folded around your fingers as if it were some magic wishing well. I watched it allowing time to stand still for just a second. I watched it allowing time to stand still for just a second. I watched it allowing time to stand still for just a second. I watched it allowing time to stand still for just a second. So that was just a taste of the taster. The young writers from this week and some of their fantastic writing. Thank you so much to all the writers there. Now we're going to hear a track from Alec, Alex Rushforth's new album, The Moon in the Clouds. Alex came through next gen, fantastic writer and songwriter. This song is called Lemon. Lemon, Eureka, flow down the river. Lemon, Eureka, come take me i 
my sleeping bag Fish soup, wash up, just one I'll live is alright It's a swimming delight Rickle around Keep me alive Live is alright So I can't recommend 
the album highly enough. You can find it on Bandcamp if you Google Alex Rushforth, and that was uh, called Lemon. The album is called Moon in the Clouds. Uh, it also featured um, another next-gen person. She's now in her mid-twenties, I think, and that's Frankie Pigeon. So I've forgotten to introduce her. We're now going to hear a discussion, a bit of a chat, people talking about what we've learned really under all this lockdown, COVID-19, coronavirus, in this extraordinary period we're living through. What have you learned? Have you learned anything new? Have you taught yourself something? What, uh, what lessons has this period of time uh, had for us? So I'm going to hand over to the broadcasters, see what they have to say. So next on Red Kite, I'm here with the broadcasting group with Autumn, Rio, Rihanna, Saren, Ali, Shane, Georgina, Johan, and Alfie. I'm Tony. We've got Elliot here, our engineer. And we're going to talk about some experiences during these crazy, strange times of coronavirus, COVID lockdown. So first, welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. So almost exactly seven months ago, right, is when... COVID came to the UK. I'm curious, anything any of you have done new during, because of lockdown maybe, because you were having to, to fill the time or school wasn't happening or you couldn't do other things, anything new that you learned or did or discovered during this time? So, Georgina. Yeah, I discovered a real passion for music and radio in general because I was sort of figuring out what it is I really wanted to do in the future and what I wanted to go into in terms of university. So. Becoming a radio presenter seemed like a really good shout because I'm into my like indie music and um, interviewing bands is something that I'd love to do because it gave me sort of an outlet to forget what was going on and yeah, just have a bit of fun with it. Adam? I've just learned that I can't be in any public place for more than 10 minutes without panicking now. I've used memes as a coping mechanism. Political memes, false memes. All those memes, there are thousands of them out there. So how did our politics become all about memes? Yeah, Saren. Um, I, start, I started doing like a lot of stuff. I taught myself a few songs on piano and I started doing a bit of coding. Um, I went on my bike a lot more and like went in my garden. Alfie, what about you? Is there something you've done? I mean, I've just been playing on my Xbox a lot and just doing a lot of video games. Over lockdown, uh, I got a piano at Christmas. So I've just been trying to learn new songs uh, on YouTube and stuff. 
well i changed my living room into a radio <laughs> studio i guess that's one thing isn't it that's for sure because we've been doing all while working from home so we've all been learning how to do that and we did 12 weeks of radio broadcasts all on fm all from home as well i thought yeah. of the of the film yeah um halloween 1978 so when all of this is over someday who knows hopefully soon right they'll say there's a vaccine the pandemic is starting to be over and people can do things that maybe we haven't been able to do uh, these past months what are things that people are most excited about being able to do Rihanna um, I want to start up acting being able to go to my friend's house it's been so long uh, Shane um, I'm going to football games again like in the stadiums I'm going to say the same thing, like, yeah, I'm a Tottenham fan, but I haven't been to the new stadium yet this season. I'm really wanting to go, so I'm really excited to go and, like, see the new stadiums. Um, going to gigs and concerts, it's been such a long time since I've seen live music um, with my friends, which is, it's awful because we had so many planned and then they've all been rescheduled for next year and we, there's a lot of uncertainty whether we can still go see them. So I don't know, just spending time with my friends in that sort of lively atmosphere, I really miss it. I can't wait for it to come back. Smaller venues, so the wardrobe in town and Brudenelle Social Club and places like that, um, they struggled quite a bit throughout lockdown, which is quite sad. Um, but yeah, just getting getting back there and being with my friends. Actually being able to go to my friend's house because I've not been able to go to my friend's house for a while. I've never been able to see them at school. Oh, what do I miss? Yeah, I guess I miss my friends. I'm one of mine's in my support bubble, so I'm allowed to actually go see them, which is mm. great. Um, but yeah, the idea is like we'd go play board games and stuff a lot of us, and we just can't we can't go and meet in them spaces. You know, I mean, there's all these little pieces, and obviously you can't just keep touching them, wiping them down, and stuff. So that's been what I've missed playing. Georgina. Um. Well, it was one an album that got released by one of my favorite bands called Circle Waves, um, throughout lockdown, and the song's called Jacqueline, and it's just very like upbeat and energetic and it just I don't know it just made like me and my friends who like um, the band just really happy and oh can't wait to get back to gigs and just be out again and have that freedom so yeah it's a really upbeat song. There's this song by a band called Field Music called The Noisy Days Are Over. Again, it's just quite upbeat and reminds me of like going out of lockdown. Um, I've got one from Adam. This is Halloween.
Roundabout by this band called Yes. They're an old prog rock group from the 70s. <laughs> come out of the sky and I miss being able to cough outside without being suspected of coronavirus. Uh, I miss that experience. Welcome back to the Youth Music Show. I'm here with Sean and we will be talking about what we've been doing in the music sessions. Sean, you there? Hi. Yeah, so we've been having a good time. We've been, I run the music sessions at Chapel FM and we've just had some taster sessions for our next gen musicians. And um, we've do, been doing all sorts, really. What you heard earlier, uh, Jack Kerouac piece. So we did a bit of, on the back of that, a bit of free association writing. Um, and um, what, how did you find that, Alfie? What, what were your kind of thoughts about that? Did you have any favourite favorite moments? Um, about the Jack Carrock writing? Oh, just the whole tasters, yeah. We did some things on Soundtrap, didn't we, as well? Some yeah. digital audio software. Yeah, well, um, I, I really enjoyed it, like, seeing how, like, all, everything was done and how you made everything. But uh, and the Jack Carrock uh, music actually really surprised me because I, th- I saw a lot of different ways that songs, like, can be written and I didn't really know about that kind of stuff. Ah, that's that's great. There are so many different ways to write a song, and um, it can depend on your mood as well as anything. But yeah, we, yeah. there's yeah. I mean, I th- I find that quite quite a useful tool. It's doing free association writing because it really gets you out of your comfort zone, and you just you just kind of write down everything that you think of without kind of overthinking it. So so yeah. yeah um, but yeah, what about the soundtrack pieces? How did you find that? Do you want to do you want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, um, that was really good because you didn't have to, like, make your own music. Like, there was a lot of loops. You could, like, put them together and cut them down and edit them and fade them in and out and stuff. And it was really good. So they're, they're, it's like it was like they gave you the music for you to put it into stuff. And that was really good. And we have some here now. This was... Um, uh, the first one coming up will be Rio's, Rio's song, which he did on uh, Soundtrap. Great, can't wait to hear it. So this is Rio's song on sound, from Soundtrap. Yeah.
So that was Rio's soundtrack piece. I really loved how it kind of faded out into some kind of orchestral sound there. It was really good. Um, next up, we've got another member of our Tessa group, Oliver, and this is a song that he did on Soundtrap. So this is Oliver's song. Uh, yeah, that was Ashton's... Uh, Oliver's. No, 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 that was Oliver's. That was Oliver's uh, song from Soundtrack. And I really liked it, how it was so upbeat and mm. it was just v- it just went straight in. It weren't like waiting around. So yeah, I really it was really dancey. One. Really dancey, yeah. wasn't it, that one? Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, so this one's Ashton's and this is called Jazzy Tune. So that was Jazzy Tune by Ashton, a member of the group. I really loved that. I loved the saxophone bit coming in, but I would do because I'm a saxophone player. So I'm definitely tuned into all wind instruments a lot more than all of the others. Um, so that was, was really great. Next up, I rather than Alfie having to introduce his own song, this is Alfie's song that he did on Soundtrap. Yeah. Ah, that was great. That was a great little part of a song there, Alfie. How did you find making that? Um, I found it all right, yeah. Um, it seems okay. It it was quite hard trying to, because I got parts of music in it, like cutting in and out. So yeah. that was quite hard to get it all exactly the same length and all exactly the same spaced apart and stuff. So Okay. Yeah. Did you do you have any kind of plans to make that you know bigger in the future or is that are you just going to shelf that and maybe start working on something else? I, I didn't hear a thing that you just said. You might just cut out words. Oh dear. Is um? Do you have? Would you like to work on that song even further, or do you? Would you like to shelf that and maybe start working on something else? I mean, yeah, I'd definitely work on it more because obviously it was quite short. And yeah. it took me quite a while to do just that because obviously, like I said, the spacing and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I definitely like to work on it more and make sure and get it to a, like at least a couple of minutes long. Yeah, great, great. What have we got next, Alfie? So we're we're onto the um, poems, which is which were written in the kind of style that, like that Jack Kerouac did. So the first one up, like earlier, was Rio. 
Dog, cat, look, swan, duck, duck, book, man, person, standing, door, window, paper, pen, generation, den, hairbrush, crisp, phone, computer, picture, is it, why, TV, Bob, mob, Dobson's job, cob, sweet corn, corn, popcorn, lawn, child, candle, shark, smell, alcohol, you, womb, tube, reach, beach, sea, beauty, no, never, feather, leather, lock, dock, talk, chalk, more, into, cat, meow, elephant, trunk, leaves, green, bean, bark, grass, mud, filth, colour, statue, painting. Ooh, I loved that one. I loved how that was kind of poet poetry anyway. It's kind of all yeah. the rhyming words uh, without really having to overthinking it. So that was really good. It's amazing what comes out of the brain when you just stop overthinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was Rio's poem. Um, and then next up we've got we've got Oliver's poem in the same style. Space, planet, sun, fire, heat, desert. Oasis, water, river, stream, music, sound, speaker, microphone, stage, audience, theatre, stadium, football, game, playing, park, grass, tree, soil, earth, and then space again. Like it kind of comes back to the start, which I thought was pretty cool. So yeah, that was Oliver's uh, poem. I really like that one. How it like, like, like he said, it came looped, looped back around, so it came back on itself and like restarted in a way. So like he could restart like if he wanted and keep playing it round, which was really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the next up poem is Ashton's poem. Um, I got uh, sea ships, surfing waves, fish, whale, plastic coral reef shrimp penguin shark jaws uh, cod fish i got seagulls pelicans trees forest um stream uh, a beck birds chirps footprints deer a hunter cows pigs horses and a, a calf Ah, that was cool. I really loved all of them. I thought they were brilliant. I could hear them. What what um, Ashton had done there as well, rather than working further on um, the soundtrack piece, he, he chose to work with all of the words that he'd done individually and kind of add some some words in to make them into sentences to kind of make more sense of it. So the poem yeah. started to take shape by doing that. And I really like that. You know, you can always reintroduce, re-look at things that you've been working on and, mm. and mess around with them take bits out and add bits and it's you know it's a creative process really um so yeah, yeah that was really really great what did you think about that Alfie uh, I really liked it it was like really good I, I really enjoyed it how we, how at the start he was talking about the plastic in the ocean which really relates to this year mm -hmm. really and it's amazing how much how much of a like a cool little piece that you can make after literally just saying random words yeah, it is, isn't it? And I think you, your brain there is already ahead of itself and you, you, the poems are in there. They're just ready to come out and they're kind of unconscious, you know. So yeah. that that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, what have we, we... We've got one last thing to show you as part of the Youth Music Show. What have we got coming up then next, yeah. Alfie? Uh, so next coming up is a uh, an interview with a rapper called Paul Wilco-Wilkes. Uh, we are interviewing him and about his song called, which is a cover on Baby Shark, and he called it Daddy Shark. Yep, so this is Will Coat with Daddy Shark. 
Good afternoon, listeners. You are listening to the Youth Music Show on Red Kite Radio. We are here with Wilco, the rapper, and we will be talking about his new song, Daddy Shark. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. But what inspired you to write the song Daddy Shark? Yeah, it's um, it's kind of a song that came out of some just some general writing that I was doing, um, and, uh, and I needed a beat to put to it. Um, and I was sort of looking through um, one of the previous um, raps that I did was um, a, sort of a rap called Stick Around, which was to the tune of um, Shotgun by George Ezra. Um, and that went down really well. And I thought, I'll, take, I'll see if I can find another popular song that fits. Um, I had a listen to, to, the, to the instrumental for Baby Shark because I thought it'd be a good challenge. Um, it's a bit of a, a random song to take into a rap song. Um, and it, it kind of worked quite well. So then, yeah, just carried on um, writing around that and um, what I've come out with. You've heard it, haven't you? So I think it's quite a sort of a fun track. Um, it's quite high tempo and I rap quite fast as well. So it was a good good challenge for me um, in terms of that. Um, I'm wondering what message the lyrics saying? Yeah, so the message, the the kind of message of the song, it's about like what I've been doing so far. So um, I started doing rapping properly about a year ago, um, and previous to that, I'd done a lot of like rapping in my own home and stuff. But I struggled a little bit with my mental health and the sort of having the courage to kind of put myself out there. Um, so it's a little bit of a um, little bit of narrative around that. Really, it kind of starts off just saying, "Here I am." Um, then there's a bit in the middle where um, I'm kind of talking about um, a little bit about the sort of demons that I, that I was having. Um, and then it kind of finishes with um, almost a kind of series of brags about, <laughs> about uh, you know, me as a rapper um, and a few sort of double meanings in there, jumping over obstacles and things like that. How has it affected you during lockdown and how has it affected you musically? Mm. It's been it's been tough. It's been a challenge. I think um, everyone's probably feeling similar in terms of like there's quite a lot of stuff that we've lost, maybe. But um, also think there's quite a few things that we've gained as well. Um, it's been nice to sort of have some peace um, and a bit of time for reflection. Um, I'm still working, so I'm lucky to have a, a job full time. Um, this is kind of my my hobby um, and my sort of side passion. Um, but so yeah but i've been working from home so i've been in a lot um not not getting out too much and in terms of the music it's kind of um it's a little bit harder to find inspiration at these times um you know sometimes when you're out and about and you're meeting new people um it's a little bit easier to kind of form ideas and, for, and even form relationships as well because i'm still fairly on in in terms of my music career um it would be nice to be able to do some gigging and stuff like that now, which is kind of where I'd hope to be on my timeline. But with a lot of venues closing down, a lot of the music industry struggling, um, it's hard. So, but I've got sympathy for those people who are going going through that and are in a worse position than me. Um, and it's given me time to kind of try and work on my craft, practice. I practice at home with my rapping and stuff like that. And I'm trying to make sure that when this is over and gigs start again, I'll be in a good position to, to put on a good um, live show. Um, you were saying how uh, it's like kind of like your hobby. Is so? Is it not your full time job then to make music? Or... No, no. I, I work full time um, uh, for Leeds Council, um, but this is something that I put most of my time outside outside of work. I put a lot of time into this. Um, 
I'm trying to build it up to the point. I, I think to actually have a, a career in music that's going to pay the bills and the mortgage and, and everything else, you're going to have to um, have a lot of support. Um, so I'm putting a lot of time into trying to um, build my brand, my social media, do enough writing and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of different um, kind of constraints that you need. Um, so no, I've not really... I've not really made any money out of music so far. I've had a lot of streams and stuff like that. I've made about $7 or something from Spotify. Um, you get the odd, like, you know, you get the odd little bit here and there, but it's um, it's basically peanuts. Like, to actually, I think, um, get paid for it full time, I'd need, I'd need like, a, you know, a record label or um, stuff like that. Maybe in the future, um, you know, it's something I'd love to do. But um, for the time being, yeah, it's, um, it's more costs than um, money coming in. Uh, I've I've got two questions. Uh, did you collaborate with anyone, and uh, what sort of like stuff did you like software slash hardware did you use to like create the song? Yeah, so um, I I don't do much of the producing myself. So I do a little bit of I've dabbled in stuff like Ableton, but it's um, I, I kind of want to spend most of my time doing rapping and writing um, because I think that's what I'm good at. That's where my strengths lie. But I've got friends who do some of the producing for me. I've, I've collaborated with uh, Linden Entertainment in Newcastle is um, a record label and recording studio that um, one of my friends owns. So we've gone up there to professionally record the tracks. One of my other friends, um, Ben Ashurst, is uh, like a producer. He makes beats and things like that. So he kind of um, helps me out from that side of things. Um, so I think, yeah, you, you need to collaborate with people. You need to have a bit of a team. It's, it's hard to sort of do everything on your own. I've also got like yeah, I've got a collaboration coming up with a guy called Kingman in Leeds, who's like a reggae artist. That's probably going to be that's not going to be until next year that that's released because we're doing it all remotely as well. So I'm recording a bit, sending it back to him. He's doing his bit, sending it back to me, etc. But yeah, I'm always open to collaborate with more people as well. Hopefully, once I, I get my music more out there a little bit, um, I'll get more opportunities. I've also had a couple of commissions as well. I did a theme tune for someone for um, like an online TV show called Happy Hour TV. They wanted like some lyrics and uh, a bit of a rap for a theme tune, so I did that for them. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm always open to offers and um, and working with other people. Um, like I say, lockdowns maybe slightly um, just forces you to do it in a little different way, but it's, it's certainly doable. Uh, how many songs have you written? And if written more than one, what would you think your best one is? I've got, I've written, well, I've released five. I've got another sort of three that are finished. Uh, and I've got about 10 that are kind of, started maybe unwritten or just working on or i've got a verse here and there um but i've got five that are out there and released my best one so far possibly i don't think i can say it because it's got a swear word in the title um let's say it's called i'm feeling down um that's got like quite a lot of traction on youtube and stuff and um it's on like quite a few spotify playlists from around the world and stuff and um, that's that's done pretty well it's kind of about mental health and like being down in the dumps but then kind of coming through the other side and feeling a bit better but then other than that the the i think daddy shark's up there i think the the next two that i've just recorded so daddy shark's the first one and then there's another one that'll come out probably um either either at the end of this year or early next year but the quality's gone up. I think even maybe the next one is probably the best that I've written so far, but you'll have to wait and see when that, when that comes out. Yeah, like, um, when's, like, going to, like, release and whereabouts is it going to release to? Yeah, so um, Daddy Shark's going to come out on Friday on all streaming platforms. So it'll be on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, all sort of streaming platforms, and there'll be a video, like, just a plain video on YouTube. And then on Sunday, I'm going to release the... 
a video that I've made for it. So that'll be on YouTube and it'll be on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much um, those channels that people can um, look out for. They just search Wilco Wilkes, they'll find me. All right, thank you, Wilco, for coming. Uh, and this is Daddy Shark. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you all. Wilco, 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 Wilco. To burn up the mic, it's Wilco Wilts. I never stop until it sounds tight. It's why my tracks aren't dropping every fortnight. That and the constantly changing pressures of my own life. I'm writing my rhymes, I'm setting my fire alight. I'm taking my time and I'm talking to talented types. I'm yearning to learn and I'm working well into the night. I'm spreading respect and I'm sticking up for the little guy. I was missing the vision until I made a decision and now I'm churning out some twists with ferocious precision. I'm living, I'm giving back to all the people who back me. I'm laughing at all the ones who are only here to attack me. Whatever the weather, we're all gonna be in it together forever. But there was a time when I wasn't feeling too clever. I never appreciated what my life was worth. But now I'm clambering up the mountain coming at you with lyrical girth My wings have grown, I'm as free as a bird And so I'm flying up into orbit and I'm circling the earth I've heard, let go of modesty, honestly I'm a prodigy On a wandering odyssey, mocking up etymology I'm a storyteller and a master of timing With conviction and diction, I'm never happy when I'm rhyming I'm not in a game and making outrageous plays With Eminem and Albert Einstein had a son to give it my name I'm not just spitting platitudes, my rap is cerebral I'm an underdog with attitude like Eddie the Eagle I sting like a weedle, I'm as sharp as a needle And I'm jumping over obstacles like evil Knievel Well... They said you shouldn't write a track without a hook But I couldn't give a monkeys, I'm ripping up the rule book Coming apart at the darkness and making people stop and look So if you're locking up the lyrics and you're digging the beat You better load it up on your Spotify and stick it on repeat Or just grab yourself an ice pop and watch a bit of wife swap I'll always be here, keeping it going until the mic drop Okay, so now we have Don Washington's interview um, And just before that happens we're going to do a little talk about it yeah, so yeah, um, uh, guys, do you know where he is in like what he where he is in his job and stuff now? Just so the listeners have like a brief about him before um, they do the interview. We do we play the interview. Well, um, didn't it say he was like a politician of some sort? Like he helped. Yes, he, manage yeah, he's been in politics. Things. He said. Um, also, he managed. He like managed one of the Black Lives Matter protests once. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that he'd been shot twice, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That that's quite disturbing. Because yeah, he said it so like casually. How, it's how really can you be so casual? Shit. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Go enough spoilers shot. about the interview. Uh, so yeah, uh, here we go. Now for the interview with uh, Don Washington. Our next guest is coming to us all the way from Chicago in the United States. Don Washington. Hello, Don. Hi. Hi, folks. And we're joined by Alfie, Autumn, Saren, and Lanre, along with me, Tony, and Elliot in the tech booth. So we're here to talk about the state of things in the United States and this election coming up. So um, I do research investigations in political strategy on issues of human rights, labor rights, and civil rights, both here and abroad. That's, that's what I've done throughout my life. Presently, I am the director of the Chicago Housing Initiative, um, where I'm trying to redefine the way that we think about housing here, not just in the city, though that's where we're starting, but I'm more interested in, re, in reorganizing how people think about housing um, across the entire country. Well, one of my questions was, what are your thoughts on like the Black Lives Matter protest? In, in this country, right, in America, the status quo, the way things are, right, reminds me of something my grandfather used to say. 
as bad as things are, they're as good as they've ever been. So something to realize, right? I'm going to be 50 years old this year. If everything goes right, nothing else happens, I'll be 50. That means is because my my parents, because my mom's a Creole, my parents were not legally married in every state in the union when I was born. Like in this country, when I was born, I was illegal in like five states because my parents are considered interracial. Just think about that for just, just let that settle on you, right? My mom is a Creole. She's a black lady, but she's not black enough in certain states for my parents to be married to each other. We have to realize that the world that we live in is new and the reaction that we're seeing is old. The world people want to go back to has lived longer and has more, um, it feels more normal than the world that we live in right now for a lot of people. And something else um, about American history and English has, England has a much longer history. So you may have more examples of this than I do. And you might want to really look at English history and, and just look back and see if you have more examples than I do. But we've been in this country, in America, we've had these moments before where things seem like they were getting better. And then the reaction has made things much worse. So when you ask me how I feel about Black Lives Matter, I just feel like we're having the same fights, but the world that we're, that we're fighting for is new and it's always under struggle. It's always in contention. Personally, um, how do you think, um, what do you think will happen with like uh, minority groups in America, the LGBT community and like Black Lives protests? Is, like, what do you think is going to happen to them if Trump is reelected again? So if he wins re-election, a lot of it depends on like how it happens, right? If it's a really long court case and it's fought out and it's like the Bush versus Gore thing that happened at the beginning of the century to get us off on the right foot, I think we're going to see some real horrible oppression of people. I mean, we'll see like the kinds of riots that you saw like in Manila and Thailand um, sort of like what you see in Chile right now or what you've seen in Chile, which led to this constitution, you'll see a real crazy, like America's going to look like one of those, like Belarus or something, because people will just pour into the streets. It's, it's going to be crazy if something like that happened. Do you feel like the arts of any kind, are they playing a useful role at this moment? Do you see, see them helping? I think artists always play a role in reflecting back at the culture, like what it, what it's, how it's processing this stuff, right? And when it stops doing that, that's when you know you're really living in totalitarian land, right? When people stop reflecting the culture back on itself, then you know you're in trouble, trouble. So I feel like our artistic scene is trying really hard to keep people together and to make people more thoughtful. I think that that's happening. I was wondering what life's like in like lockdown and things now. Like, are you in a local lockdown or like what's going on? Oh, well, you know, um, since I live in America, lockdown sort of a, yeah, yeah. But I also live in Chicago. So Chicago, when things first got crazy, our mayor really was on the ball and locked down the whole city. And it really kept our transmission rates like way down. But now that the city is starting to open again. Our rates are, of course, spiking again, right? So I will tell you this. Because of the nature of my job, I've had to travel a little bit. So every time I travel, when I come back, 
I got to spend like 14 days locked in my house for real, right? Do you think if Joe Biden wins, do you think that um, America will handle the COVID situation better? Oh, God, yes. Just because there'll be someone who actually believes it's real. That'll be helpful. Oh, yeah. Oh, Saren, I can hardly wait for someone to actually be in charge of things who really is worried about people and actually will, you know, I don't know, listen to a scientist. Because, you know, er almost every horror movie starts with they didn't listen to the scientists and then like zombies are walking around. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, um, what do you love about your country and your state? What I love about my country is that democracy is a battle that never ends and that we have an obligation to fight for each other, with each other, right? Like the fact that I live in a country that could make the world a better place and sometimes does makes me happy. I really feel like that's what I like the most about being American. And what I like the most about my state, um, such as it is, Illinois, we're one of those states that like, even though we occasionally give in to like absolute nonsense, when the chips are really down, most of the people in my state will come to the proper conclusion about how to treat each other most of the time, but not always, but most of the time. I like that we're fairly rational in this state. One of the things that gives me a whole bunch of hope is just y'all, like literally the way that um, the Zoomers are. I apologize for the role that we're leaving you. I'm doing my best to try and hold it together. But whenever I talk to y'all, I feel like it's going to be okay. Like you folks will fix it. So thank you in advance <laughs> um, for digging us out of the hole that we're digging for you. But I do want to tell you something um, before I go. There is no certainty. Um, there is no arrow of progress where the world just gets better. The world is only as good as you make it. And there are people out there that hate the idea that the world that you want exists. So you have to fight for it. And I expect you to do so. So go out there, make, you know, make us all proud, win something for us. All right, that's it. Sermon over. <laughs> Love all y'all. So I've been on this like weird kind of like this, this weird jag where I'm going back in time and then forward in time. I don't know why this song has been in my head so much, but it, it just sort of has been there um, off and on like a little, um, uh, ironically, a little alarm bell. There's a song by The Alarm called The Stand.
welcome to the Red Kite Show on East Leeds FM. Yes, so that was a really interesting interview with Don Washington. And another interesting interview that we did, it must have been yesterday, but it feels like forever ago, was with Keith Fenton about sports and games in lockdown. And now we're excited to welcome to Red Kite our guest, Keith Fenton. Keith is a writer and also one of our broadcasters at East Leeds FM. He's a member of the Delhi radio show. So first of all, hello, Keith, and welcome to the Next Gen Broadcasting Group. Hello. Hello, Tony. I'm, I'm very excited. So we're here. We've got Alfie, Georgina, Autumn, Sarah, and Ali, and Johan. And we're going to talk for a bit about the idea of sports and games, and especially during these last seven months of lockdown, how, how people have have found sports and games helpful for, for keeping sane, passing the time, uh, finding pleasure in these strange, strange days. Um, sports just help, like, because obviously it takes your mind off things, doesn't it? So it's like, it's a good way to pass the time and like, get through it. When, uh, you know, obviously you have problems in your life all the time and um, get, getting through them can be hard. Um, personally, I have found that playing football and cricket and other things has, um, especially football probably, has helped me to uh, get through that over the years and uh, build up a lot of mental strength. Sometimes like sports isn't the best because like, some people get like really, really competitive. And then mm. I can always remember but when I was in primary school trying to get across the field where they were playing football without being hit by balls. <laughs> yeah. That was impossible. It, it can. Uh, that's true. That sometimes uh, sport can be a little bit oppressive. If you uh, either if you don't particularly want to play, or if you do want to play, but there are people there who are all really good at it and don't want to let you. So it, it's not always inclusive, but it should be. There should always be a space for everyone to to join in. So I have a question for Keith because you're also a writer and a storyteller, right? You write short stories, you write poems, other kinds of things. Do you think there's a connection between s sports and games? And telling stories, most definitely, most related somehow. Most definitely, yeah. A lot of um, the poems and stories that I write are inspired by and informed by sport. And um, I mean, it's it, it lends itself to it because every time you have a sporting occasion, a match, or a doesn't matter whether it's a ninety-minute football match or a five-day cricket match or a, or, a, or a game of tennis or, or whatever it is you're doing, badminton. Um, that it's a story. It starts off, someone either blows a whistle or says, right, the game started, or, and then at, some, at the end, someone else or the same person says, that's, that's the end of it, we're finished. And, and then in between, a story has been written with football boots or cricket uh, bats or with badminton rackets or whatever it is, or with, with your own bodies running around barging into each other one way or another those are stories so people talk about those the next day if it's professional sport the next day those things will be in the newspaper people telling people what happened and it's the process of starting from here to the end people who enjoy sports will be on the terraces say at a rugby match and they'll be talking about games that happened in 1994 or 1963 or last week and because it's a story, it's a story that happened 
Um, there's usually some heroism involved. There's usually some quite bad failure involved. There's usually a villain. Um, that there's all sorts of personalities involved that go in to make that story. And of course, the people watching are part of that story. So, so it, it's definitely uh, part and parcel. And um, a lot of writers use it. And I think we have a question from yes. Georgina. It's quite poetic, essentially, what you said there. Um, would you say that memory is linked to stories in a way because they're how people remember the stories and they're sharing their experiences with other people? Would you say that that's something that sort of correlates? Yeah, most definitely, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, sport is memorable very often. Um, and, in, and we were in a city where, for example, last year, um, anyone that was either there or watching on the television when it happened, when uh, Ben Stokes scored that incredible um, uh, century to win uh, a cricket match, um, that was uh, it was a very rare thing to happen, um, it was almost unprecedented. And everyone who was there will remember they were there and will remember what happened. They, what they will do as well is they'll embellish what happened because they won't remember it always correctly. Um, it's a bit like uh, the, you know, the cricketer who goes out and scores um, 80 runs one day and then 50 years later he's telling you the story and he scored 480. So, you know, he, mm. so memory does play tricks with us. Um, but uh, th there's, always, um, th th there's always stories being told and people remembering them, either accurately or not. But that's what storytelling is. Storytelling sometimes has mythology um, uh, attached to it. And so yeah, myths are created and um, people remember things differently. But it's a good question because it, it, it definitely feeds into sport. I mean, the memory of it. Um, and that's why I like the history of it. Do people think that the, all the attention that something like football and Legion etiquette, does it help the city in some ways or does it distract people from, from other problems? Is it... And what, what do you think about that? And and is the fact that Leeds United is now in that up there with Manchester and Liverpool and the rest, is it a good thing, a bad thing? Are you totally indifferent to it? Or just what's your thoughts on it? Um, my dad is a very, very strong supporter of Leeds United. <laughs> he always has been. Um, so he was anticipating their promotion for a very, very long time. Um, he felt very strongly about it. And then when they were promoted, I've never seen him look so happy and <laughs> overjoyed in my life he was so like amazed by it um so i feel like it's been a real sports in that way has essentially been a really good distraction i'd say to all of the awful destructive and painful loss that we've experienced this year um so yeah it's it's been quite a good way to sort of take a step back from coronavirus and just enjoy something and have spread happiness and um like be part of a community for a lot of people so in a way i think it's been a really good um do you think your dad will remember when leeds won the title in 1992 um well he's 41 so i he, think he, he will be happy yeah. that you told everyone that I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> well he, he'll have been what 12 or something at the 13 when that yeah so he'll remember it pretty well he'll have been Sort of age that some of some of you might be when that happened um and uh, there's there's three songs that um, i emailed to tony two of them are about cricket uh, but i think if i'm only allowed to choose one then the one i'll choose is um about leeds united and it's about the team that won 
um, the 1992 league title. And so now, as Keith heads off, he's going to introduce the song that he's picked, and then we'll hear it. Yeah, so take it away, this, Keith. Th this song is a, is a what they call a cult classic. Um, it's not. It wasn't a big hit. Um, it's by an Irish band called The Hitchers. They come from Limerick, and their focus in this song, which is about the Leeds United team that won the title, was on Leeds United's uh, Scottish midfield maestro, Gordon Strachan. And it's called Strachan. It's quite a long song, and it's a bit of a kitchen sink drama as well. A big thanks to Keith Fenton for joining us on The Red Kite. Thank you, everyone. It's great to see you. It's great to see people engaged with their community and with, and, and with what Chapel FM are trying to do. Okay. And now here is the song Strachan. Well, 
So thank you to the young broadcasters for that interview with uh, the venerable Keith. He knows everything about sport and a lovely choice of music. So I'm Peter. We're coming to the end of Red Kite this time. Um, it's been a fantastic, what a cornucopia, a feast of wonderful stuff, uh, writing and music and, uh, and broadcasting. So before we leave, we're coming up to, well, the t two of the main events of autumn, really. Uh, in normal times, of course, we would be out on bonfire night, uh, fireworks in lots of parks in Leeds. Well, that's, I really enjoy going up to Hyde Park for that, but we can't do that this time. So we're going to reflect. We're going to sort of like wallow in some memories. So, um, yeah, what, what, what's the best thing about Bonfire Night for, say, for you, uh, Alfie? Bonfire Night, um, I just really enjoy standing around the fire and like watching the fireworks and stuff because, like, staring into the fire, I just really like it. It just, like, zones you out. And I really like it. That's a really good way of putting it. I quite agree with you. I like it when there's a full moon out as well. And you have the bonfire and you have the fireworks and you have a full moon. Often that's the case for yeah. some reason. What about you, Autumn? Any particular memories of bonfire night? Um, mine are those... Um, oddly enough, my mum gets those, like... Um, I can't remember the flavour, but they're like toffees that you suck on. Yeah. Um, they're really nice. I can't remember what's um, what they're called. I've Are they toffee apples? Since to we have toffee apples too, but like, there's another one that they tasted like some kind of like dandelion and burdock kind of thing. Um, and I've been having them since I was little. Um, and we just—it's a little tradition on bonfire night that we have them on like the night where a bonfire is lit where we are, um, and it's really fun and they're really nice. Um, Sounds delicious. Ooh, that sounds very nice. I wonder what they are. Marshmallows. What about uh, what about you, Saren? Yeah, so I've got loads of memories of bonfire night and just going to parks and watching the firework displays. It's great, isn't it? Absolutely great. And uh, we're going to miss those sorely this year. But I'm sure they'll be back next year. Well, I'm not sure, of course. You can't be sure of anything in this life, as we know. Uh, but let's hope next year. And there'll be some fireworks in people's gardens, I guess, we can look at from out our windows. Julio, are you there? He's not. But uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he'd have something to say about it if he was. And Halloween, too. I mean, yeah, it's coming up this, this very shortly, this weekend. Is it tomorrow, in fact? Halloween. Mm -hmm. What is it about Halloween? Why do we like being, like being scared, do you think? Okay. What, what, what's that about? What, what what do you reckon, Autumn? Do you like being scared at Halloween? Yeah, it depends. Cause I'm not like the ones like binge watching every horror 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 film there is, but I do like watching some like Coraline and movies like that. Um, I have no clue why I like being scared. It's a funny human thing, isn't it? Do you like scaring other people? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's I do like scary... people laugh to scare people. We'll have to have you on the next jingle then. <laughs> uh, Alfie, what about you? Are you a scarer or do you like being scared or both? I I, I like I'd prefer to scare people. I don't really, I'm not I don't I'm not the biggest fan of being scared. Like, so, uh -oh. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, yeah, how do you scare people most effectively? I mean, my brothers all the time. They I I just like 
they, they would try and make me jump and I'd just come up behind them and scare the life out of them, it's really funny. <laughs> I do that all the time, like, I do that every day. So I do, I do that. <laughs> every day is Halloween in your place then. Brilliant. Every day is spooky day. Every day is spooky day. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I definitely prefer scaring other people because I get seriously scared when I get scared. Right. Is, that, is that why we like Halloween then? Just because everybody likes to scare other people, not because we like to go out there and be scared. It's more fun when you scare other people, though. <laughs> yeah. Katie, are you pretty scary on Halloween? Oh, I can't. Well, usually we have the kids coming round the houses, um, but with Peggy being five now, for the last two years, we've gone up and down the street. Um, and obviously we can't do that this year. Um, but usually we get a good host of people dressed up brilliantly from around where we live. Um, but I think we're going to do something along our gardens this year where we've got small group, family groups of children going along every, every sort of 15 minutes or so and everybody's been tasked with doing something at the end of the garden to, to frighten them. Um, I think we've got the leaf blower out and I've got a really strong torch that I might uh, try and do some sort of, uh, I don't know, spooky behind a sheet silhouette thing going on. So I like the fact that people in the neighbourhood like to enjoy it, so I'm, I'm joining in with that. Watch out, people. Katie's got her leaf blower. You've <laughs> <laughs> got to collect up the leaves first, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and children and leaves. Well, we have to leave, uh, leave us there and go to Tony, who's going to tell us about red card. But Tony, first of all, I know you do Halloween in, in the States, in Chicago. But uh, Bonfire Night, is that, is that still a mystery or have you got used to it? I think I figured it out, but I find it's, it's fascinating that it goes back to somebody trying to, to smuggle a bunch of dynamite right underneath Parliament and blow it up. And it's quite a, quite a convoluted, complicated history about how it came to be, yeah? Yeah. Really, we're celebrating the, exp the blowing up of Parliament, or the attempted yeah, blowing up the Parliament. the attempted blowing up, yeah. Yeah, which is, just proves what rebels we are at heart. Anyway, uh, over to yes. you, Tony. Well... This has been such a great show. Thank you, everybody. So Katie and I are just going to have a few little announcements before we head off. And we've got two great Halloween slash bonfire songs to end the show with. So stick around for those. But first, thanks for everybody who took part in the week, the musicians, the writers, the broadcasters. Some of them were on live today, um, others joining pre-records. Um, there will be more Red Kites. Katie, tell us about what's, what else is coming up. Yes, month. stay tuned, because as part of our Next Generation programme, with hopefully lots of these young people staying in, on, um, on board with Chapel FM, we're going to be looking at sort of bi-weekly red kite shows. So every other week there should be one coming out. Um, and so you can listen in live at chapelfm.co.uk or you can go to any podcasting site and look up Red Kite and have a listen. And the fact that we're able to do all this stuff, go out and make radio shows, run around with microphones, make music, because we have lots of people that help us. And here's a few of the people that help make things like Red Kite happen and Chapel FM in general. So this probably quick. It's a long one. Leeds City Council, Arts Council England, Youth Music, National Lottery, the Pears Foundation, Leeds Community Foundation, iGen Trust. So all those people help us do what we do. And... You more, more bits of thanks, Katie. We've got uh... to our next generation people. Yep. <laughs> to everybody, <laughs> all of our participants that have been taking part over the half term, um, and to Elliot, who's been holding the fort as he does so brilliantly. 
um, assisting on the on the tech side of stuff and allowing our Zoom sessions to run smoothly and for being the person behind all of making today happen and producing the show. To, uh, to Sean and to Tony and Peter who've been running sessions this week um, and for all the parents and carers who've supported our young people in getting on board and coming on to Zoom and joining us virtually. Okay, so we've got, we're going to end with two songs, Monster Mash and This Is Halloween, which I think Autumn chose. But first, anyone listening, if you want to get involved and be involved part of our youth programs or other projects, just visit our website, chapelfm.co.uk. We've got lots of stuff coming up in the autumn and the winter and beyond. So here is Monster Mash. <laughs>
is Halloween. <laughs> 